Welcome to Level 7, Episode 96. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 2, Episodes 21 and 22, S.O.S., Parts 1 and 2. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. When is this music going to end? We don't have time for this. You know what I'm talking about. It's Agent Daniel here, and I'm tense. Tense, tense, tense. Bumpers. Segments just taking too long. It's time for us to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with my friend. Hi. I'm your friend, and I'm your friend too, Daniel. Whoa, let's calm down. You're way too calm. I am. I'm just taking it easy. I'm just taking it chill, man. How is this even possible? How is what possible? Taking that you're calm. This is not a night to be calm. I, I, I guess so. I mean, I was a little disappointed in the results of Dancing with the Stars too. I mean, come on! I can't believe that that couple (laughs) got. Voted off the item. Nobody, nobody <laughs> believes this pitter patter. So just, just drop it. Drop the sounder. Let's talk about the news. Oh, mission. Before we do that, let's do one quick thing that we need to say, and that is that this episode, because it is a two-part episode played in one night, is going to require a longer conversation to discuss the episode. Meaning, feedback about this episode is going to be pushed or feedback would be played in this episode and listened to in this episode is going to be pushed to a future episode. I believe next episode is going to be feedback, special feedback episode. The episode after that will be our first Daredevil episode. If you've not gotten your feedback in about Daredevil's episode one, we would appreciate it if you would send some to feedback at welcome to level com. We really would like to hear from you about that. So next episode is going to be all feedback episode. This episode, we're only going to play one feedback field report uh and that is a recorded one that we got from agent evan that we were supposed to play last week but we didn't get to it next episode feedback episode the episode after that daredevil episode one which will start our run through daredevil throughout the summer which i'm very very excited to talk about and since it's on netflix people who have watched it on netflix has either seen it already or if you have Netflix, you're going to be able to rewatch it with us if you want. Um, I'm very excited to do a second viewing. And we sent feedback to ourselves. After each episode was finished, we both, as soon as it was done, picked up the phone, called ourselves so that our past selves could talk to our future selves about the first impressions that came to mind right after watching the episode. I'm excited about using that. And it's, it's a little gimmicky. I'll admit it. But, you know... Well, some of us aren't Sometimes done. Sometimes gimmicks are good. Yeah, you haven't reached episode 13 yet, have you? Nope. <laughs> I'm still chewing on 12. Yeah, there's a lot to chew, my friend. There's a lot In 12 to is. chew. Mandarin so, never saw that coming. But, dude, we, we've got tons of news. We got, we, we've got we don't have tons of out. news. We've got new normal. Dude, we've got tons of go to Go to the report. I'm going to do the news. Do, do it, do it. Intelligence report. Shield intelligence report. 
No, no news. Okay, well, Agents of Shield was renewed for season three. That's Ricky one. and I high five, that's especially since we got our movie tonight. Episode so cross that off our list. Okay, so that's item number one. Item number one. Item number two. Agent Carter there's, renewed. There's two items of news. Item number three. Bobby and Hunter spinoff not happening. That's three things. So where's the lots of it though? Because three is not lots to me. Well, there's there's lots going on within that. Agent Carter's going to three things old... of news is not a lot, my friend. Well, then the additional pieces are with Agent Carter. She's going to L.A. next season. Okay. But that's part of number two. No, it came out at separate times. But it really topically goes under number two. Dude, I am sitting here drinking my King LeBron Sprite as I saw in the trailer of the Avengers beforehand. Age of Ultron. I don't. Don't upset me. <laughs> okay. I'm not I have sure. three vials of it. Vials. Interesting. Spri- okay. A Sprite mix right here. Hey, Bobby. Hunter didn't get their show. Do you know why? Um, because they want to keep him on our show. Yeah, can't blame him. Well, I mean, high keep five. him on the primary show is what I'm. Saying. Yeah, high five, ABC. Oh, well, it's Good smart. Choice. It's very smart. It's very, very smart. <sighs> Agent Shield's got ninety nine problems. Bobby's not one of them. I don't think it has ninety nine problems. No, it, it really does. I, I mean, I know you, you like to think of that as as a, one of your catchphrases, but uh, I'm sorry, my friend, it's. Not applicable here. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. maybe has three problems, but that's me stretching the definition of problem. Well, and when you say problems, I mean like some stuff that they have to resolve, including the fact that it's going to be a long summer for me. It sure enough is. Um, Now, all this news comes on the heels of other shows being just not renewed and canceled. And I know there are some people who are like, how did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. get renewed when... You know, our show didn't and that kind of thing. And and I feel bad for that. But at the same time, I don't think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really was in too much doubt. No. Um, I mean, no. when you're when you're attached to a billion-dollar franchise, you know, the, you make concessions. And if the ratings aren't the greatest, it's okay. This is a 22-part uh, advertisement for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and it is becomes so more good. than that with Agent Carter too. So, hey, can we move out of TV news and go to cinematic news? Sure, you have some. Yeah, uh, Civil Captain America: Civil War started filming, and they announced the official cast. Yeah. This is news, right? That is. I mean, the joke. Yeah, I've seen this joke in numerous places. I'll say this: you said it first to me, anyway. Um, and that's that. This is Avengers two point five. And it really really is, is. because pretty much every Avenger's in it. Oh, you know who's not in it? Thor. Well, but he has to go. Uh, No, he's off doing his thing off in Thorland, but... But everybody else, reporting for duty. Bucky, reporting for duty. Ant-Man, reporting for duty. Oh, my goodness. That was a great little tidbit. Agent Sharon Carter, reporting for duty. General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, with one less star because it happens every time he appears. <laughs> all, all both of them reporting for duty. Reporting for duty. This movie is jam packed, my friend. It's a big one. It is at that, and it, yeah, it feels like 
the cast list makes it feels like Avengers 2.5. It could be that they don't have too much screen time. I mean, we could be spending a lot of time just with Black Widow and and Captain America and and the whole Winter Soldier thing. You know, trying to to find him. They're the missing persons mission that Falcon mentioned in in the Avengers: Age of Ultron. But this is a big movie. <laughs> It's been the big cast. Really big movie. So, all I, right. I'm very curious to see what happens. Will you finally admit that it's a big news week? I think we're just we're done talking about news. Just boom, big news week. We're done talking. It, it, this took us six minutes. I know, but you don't want to know we why. We talked about X Men: Days of Future Past for twenty. Yeah, you know why? Why? You know why it took us six minutes? Why? Because I'm efficient. <laughs> it's a late night. And we've got a lot to talk about. So are you ready to move to the mission report? Let's go. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know where we're going to start. Mission report. I'm tense. I wrote that in my notes a couple times. Yep. Totally mm. tense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, hey, FYI, I love the new meme, by the way. So you thought Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't going anywhere as a series? How stupid do you feel now? I did not know that was a meme. It's out there. Okay. Boom. Hank just posted it. I saw Chloe post it earlier. Yeah, that's right. I called her Chloe. Yeah. Leader of the Secret Warriors. High five, Chloe. Well, Mr. Greg, um, he shut my phone down almost. Yeah, I think the internet broke tonight. <laughs> They're still, it's still going. It's just been a constant vibration. Um. Because if you get someone who has lots and lots of followers to retweet something, then your phone starts doing things that you're not expecting it to do when you normally just have, you know, a retweet here and there. So, but it was a good joke. It was. was a good joke. And we'll get to the joke later. And we had a few tonight that put out some, uh, some different, uh, Twitter action. And I'm not just talking about Gem and the Holograms in their new trailer. Oh, Gem and the Holograms. Let's talk about that. No, let's not. Okay. Because I don't. All right. Now I'm regretting bringing it up. Yeah. Did you know that Gem and the Holograms was actually in continuity with Transformers and G.I. Joe? Yeah. That's actually the connective tissue between Transformers and G.I. Joe, except for one appearance of what could have been Cobra Commander in the Transformers cartoon. Okay. By the way, I love that appearance of Cobra Commander, and it totally was Cobra Commander. Just saying. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Okay. So let's talk about... Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and let's get off the 80s cartoon thing. Although, if you like 80s cartoons, you'll love my new book. So, we'll just get to that later. Hey, you want to hear efficiency? Yeah. Sit back and relax, buddy. Are you ready? Why? In tonight's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., two main storylines commence. In one storyline, Sky's mom takes over the Iliad and attempts to kill every S.H.I.E.L.D. agent of all time by following a plan put forth by Emperor Palpatine. Sending out a call sign to every S.H.I.E.L.D. agent to come over to the Iliad and get killed, just like he did at the Jedi Temple. Will Mom be able to kill everyone in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Will Dad make good choices? We'll find out tonight. Meanwhile, in another main storyline, Bobby gets beat up by a really, really bad man and shows everyone that she's got the stuff that's needed to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent loyal to Coulson. There, see? Efficiency. That's pretty efficient. This is, Boom. you know, for a two-hour episode, this has a fairly simple plot. There's lots of twists, lots of turns, but, yeah, it's basically, 
S.H.I.E.L.D. has to save the world from one crazy inhuman and a whole bunch of other misled inhumans. Well, and, and you look, Bobby needs to get rescued. And when you look at it, they really pushed hard, you know, that there's going to be a war. And I was kind of excited about that. I was really excited about the idea of, of Agent Coulson getting involved in a war. And really, it's not a war because it's her with one hell, you know, with one carrier taking over, taking a control. Again, for her, it's probably a war. But even Coulson in the end, he, he basically just sends in that one team because he's not going to risk everything. And so it's it's much more of a skirmish than a war. But I still love no, it. No, 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 no. I, I mean, they're wanting war. Because here's part of the conflict, is that you have, on one side, you have Jiang, who wants war. She wants to eradicate S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, is it really war if you're going after an organization that has just a couple hundred people in it? Um we can we can fight over you know quibble over you know the de- definition there, but this is one group that wants to eradicate another group. But then on the other group, you have Coulson, who wants to avoid war. He wants to find out what's really going on before we go into war. And Coulson, I, I, there's some great Coulson moments in this episode, but one of the greatest is that he does not want to fight. He does not want this conflict if he can avoid it. And that's even after they find out Gonzalez is dead. And the real irony of this is, is, you know, we talk about comic book dynamics all the time, Ben. And in comic book dynamics, you go into the fight. You make the fight happen. You never really see a situation in which somebody like S.H.I.E.L.D. would say, we're not going to fight. You know, somebody in Coulson's situation, even when they shouldn't be fighting, is going to at least stick their toe into a fight for at least four to five pages. Until the misunderstanding is resolved. Coulson waits until he understands the situation. And even then, he doesn't go in full bear. He's going to take just the surgical strike team he needs, like we've seen him do before, when we lost the bus, for example. Um, But again, you know... it's based on comic book universe, but at the same time, Coulson is not a stereotypical comic book hero slash leader. No, he's not. And and the things he does in this episode prove that. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be talking about Star Trek a little bit, though. Why would you talk about Star Trek when this is clearly all about Star Wars? Well, I mean, yeah, there's definitely the Star Wars influence there, but... The Star Trek influence is that whole needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. And that's, you know, that's Captain Kirk who went after Spock to rescue him and flipped Spock's own phrase back at him because that's why Spock sacrificed himself. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And they they use the sentence... They restructure it a little bit as if to say, yeah, we know that we're referencing the Star Trek line, but we're going to reword it slightly so that not everyone catches it, just the really hopeless fans like me. I mean, I, I, it's hard not to see that. I mean, they actually say the words without saying the words. And it's, it's there. And in, in Bobby's case, you know, it, it's... She d- did what she did. She made the tough call, the hard call, because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. Well, but let's and also be honest about that. Then the Bobby's very situation. next scene, very next scene, Coulson is proving her wrong. 
because he is going to go and and not do something because Sky might be there. And he's putting the needs of the one ahead of what could be the needs of the many. It's it's an interesting dynamic. Whew. Where do we start, buddy? And well, let's start at the beginning. beginning. Oh, no. Well, let's start at the beginning. I mean, at the beginning, we just find out where everyone is. Bobby's missing. Gonzalez is missing. The situation is escalating. And Cal is in sensory deprivation. Uh, just He's got those headphones on. I can't tell if it's noise canceling or if he's actually hear. He's hearing music. But is he listening to music in the headphones or is he just hearing it in his head? That's that's the question. Um, but that's where we start is just that whole here's where we all are. We actually start seeing a scene where we – I mean it's directly – that it's the scene that we already saw in the previous episode, just from a different angle, slightly. Um, Jaing makes Sky stay behind and doesn't let Simmons help her, which secret would be out if actually someone would give her the help that she needed. Uh, we find out later what kind of help Jaing actually needs. But then we, uh, Gordon and a guy that in my notes I just called Dude Man, because I don't know who he is. <laughs> Um, they steal. I, just, the, I assumed he was strong. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely had some sort of power thing going on that that had to do with I think his physical strength. But they steal a Quinjet, and they're the ones who uh, provide Reyna some closure with her, her prophecy of missiles raining down on on the afterlife, and the war is going to begin. It's too late to fix it. You can't stop it, and. Sky is confused. May comes, tells Sky to stand down. Sky's like, nope. And we get this fight where May pretty handily is is you know holding off Sky until Sky turns her powers against May. And in my notes, I actually wrote down, I just turned against Sky. So this is the, this is our beginning. This is our opening, and it's a bam. It's a it's a big, huge explosion of an opening. It's the opening shots have been fired. War just got real. So, or at least a skirmish. Well, I mean, it's Again, escalating. This is her it's, goal. It's all but escalating. Colson basically refuses to engage in her in her war. He yeah, he's not going to get to make in. good choices. He wants it. I, I would say he almost wants what Mac will say later. He wants it settled, but that doesn't mean coming in with. Large amounts of force, which would have just ended him. So, yeah, it would have. It would have. So that's when we go to our first commercial, and we're moving fast. We are moving really fast. But basically, in the next section, before the next commercial, um, here's what we get. We get a lot more setup now. We're putting our pieces into place. Mac, he wants to leave. He wants to figure out what his next move is going to be. Uh, Cal is singing, and they cut in on the song right at the best line for Cal. Half crazy, yeah. But I mean, it comes in, and he's got this goofy grin on his face, and he's more goofy than normal. Oh, he steals tonight's episode. He is so wonderfully mad throughout this whole thing. The question is: Is he mad because of the drugs, or is this just him? Being him, and I, I want to say he's a little bit more off than normal, or maybe he's a little more on 
than normal. I feel Cal like is more off. Cal is more off than normal. Kyle McLaughlin is more on than than typical. Kyle McLaughlin, man, he is great in this episode. He is great. Um. So then we also have you know Coulson, like we said, who doesn't want to start a war without knowing what's really going on. The Inhumans are not happy with Sky. Jiang is manipul- manipulating everything, and you know, manipulating Sky. Even though she's, you know, you brought this down on us, but no, no, it's okay. It's okay, you didn't know. Here, I'm going to give you a physical, metaphorical representation of your decision of whether you're going to stay or not. She hands him, hands her the necklace, and um, Hunter and Fitz have a nice little scene, but we can't find Bobby. Uh, Sky and Raina have a great little scene, um, which we'll talk about in just a moment, I guess, but... Um, the plan is working. Jiang's plan is working. And Cal is not a gift horse, as he says, but more of a Trojan horse. And Fitz and Bobby figure out it's Agent 33 who has taken, taken Bobby. And then we go to Bobby and what's going on with her and Ward in Agent 33. So this section, this act... Again, we're moving at a pretty fast clip. I'm reminded of last year and last year's finale, where it's just like, we got tons of things to wrap up here. So, I mean, let's talk about Sky and Rena and their scene. There's a bunch of stuff that gets dropped here. A bunch of prophecies. Well, I mean, Rena is truthful. She may be... Maybe it's because she's seen a change in her own personal mission statement now. But she calls out the fact that her and Sky have always been intertwined. Yeah, that perhaps her mission was always to help Sky become who she was going to be. Not really who Raina was hoping to be. Yes. Raina's Raina's vision is not at all what she wanted to see, but I think she's accepted the vision. The person who needs to be leading the Inhumans is not doing them. And she keeps making the comments, you know, you, you'll never believe me because she knows things about Raina's mom that Skye doesn't want to know. But I think she's come to the belief that it's Sky who should be leading the Inhumans. Yeah. No, she says that. She says she has a vision that it's the thorn that protects the rose. Uh, in other words, Raina herself is somehow protecting Daisy, protecting Sky. And not necessarily protecting her physically, definitely not. I mean, because she also knows that we will never speak again. And she also knows that it's, or says, it's Sky who's destined to lead. And so there's a few promises that were given here. Uh, I'll protect you, we'll never speak again. The only one that really doesn't get a payoff in this episode is that it's Sky who's destined to lead the Inhumans, except... I was going to say... When we get to the end, literal. Yeah, when we get to the end, it's not so much that she'll be leading the Inhumans as like their leader, like Jiang is, but as in her new role in the new normal, she'll be protecting and helping the Inhumans. And we're getting back to, I think we're getting almost back to an original Shield mission statement with some of the stuff that that they set up at the end, Uh, as far as Coulson and his team were concerned. Maybe not. You know why Shield was set up, as far as the whole taking care of powered people. 
but Reyna has accepted her visions and has accepted her fate. And she's a different person for it. She actually wants to protect and help. And you're not going to believe it. I didn't believe it when the conversation started. But by the time it was done, when she said, we'll never speak again, I'm thinking, okay, she's going to die. Well, we totally should have believed it because Agent Anderson watched with me tonight. And apparently, Rain has been cast on something else in a movie, so she's busy. Yeah, but she wasn't in every episode anyway. She wasn't. But you they know had that expensive when we talk makeup about- stuff going on with her. They couldn't keep that up. That's, that's, that's money right there that's going on to her head. Let's talk about the accuracy of Rena's visions, though. Okay. I mean, she is correct in things like, we'll never see each other again. Well... We'll never speak again. We'll never speak... Good, She good, said, we'll because- never speak again. That was her exact words, and that's what happened. She went, spoke to Jiaying, Sky saw what happened, but not a word was spoken between Sky and Reyna in that scene. But didn't Reyna have visions of being chased... I don't she remember talked that. To, I swear she talked about being chased, basically giving us the picture of her being hunted, On the run. most likely by S.H.I.E.L.D., and that just didn't happen. Well, but that might have, hap- might have been a vision that she had, and then someone made a choice that changed that. You know, uh-huh. I mean, we don't know how her powers work. It could be this kind of quantum probability kind of thing where she's seeing this future that if nothing changes, that'll take us to that future. But since she's spoken it, they can do things to make it not happen. Because she said specifically she wanted to originally just kill Sky and I think kill Jiaying, but and, and change her destiny, change that future. So it's possible that just by seeing it, she has the option and the opportunity to change it. I don't know. We we aren't going to explore her po- explore her powers anymore um, now. Unfortunately, I mean she's been with us for quite a while. Season one, and and we've been trying to figure her out for quite a while, and we haven't gotten any real definitive answers about her even now uh, as she was you know developed. But her character arc, uh, this feels true to me to her character arc of just eventually accepting and. And changing, she was never a um, maniacal evil. She was more of a, a calculating, you know, the lesser of evils kind of thing. And so, I mean, she's not dead yet, as far as the episode goes, but she's just now spoken her her future. So, um, Fitz and Hunter figure out that Bobby is with Agent Thirty Three, and we get that little scene and I'm trying to figure out what is this scene trying to tell us when Hunter is trying to talk and Fitz keeps finishing Hunter's sentences they're dating I it was is this showing us that we're seeing healing with Fitz because he wasn't able to finish his own sentences before and now he's able to jump in and know what Hunter is saying and that's really what I think they were doing there, especially since some of the things he was finishing were technical. Yeah. So it's a cute scene, but they figure out it's Agent 33 because they are able to watch and see, okay, so who did Bobby leave with? Well, she left with May, and then May left 10 minutes later too. So 
that's a problem, and now they know, and now they're going to try and find her. So we're on we're on our, on track with that, and yeah, and the other person with a great story arc and our character arc in this is Mac. These two episodes for Mac are pretty important. Well, you're just waiting for him to die. I'm not anymore. Once he decides he's going to leave, I'm thinking, oh, was he maybe going to leave and go be a part of uh, Bobby and Hunter's show? No, they're not doing that, but they didn't know that back then. They totally Uh, had to leave it open. And so he's going to leave because he just has to figure out what he wants to do his next move. He just needs to see the world. Yeah. Get his head on straight. Putting that backpack on. And here's another show I'm going to reference. Get away from aliens. (laughs) Here's another show I'm going to reference. As he's walking out, I'm just thinking, oh, he's going to walk the world, and we're going to get, you know, Mac as the Incredible Hulk, going around helping people, just getting back in touch with himself. I'm going to be talking about the Incredible Hulk again, and I'm pretty sure you can figure out where. So, the last element in this act, Bobby. Where is she? She's in some sort of warehouse. Who is she with? She's with Agent 33 and Ward. And... (laughs) Daniel. Oh, man. Are you feeling tense, Daniel? I'm more than tense. Bobby's in a bad situation, obviously, being in the crosshairs of Ward. But she's being blamed for something, and... And even if Bobby, well, Bobby she's not really being, can't, she, she's being blamed for the months of torture that Agent Thirty Three suffered because her sin, Bobby's sin, was to give up that Shield safe house. And I'm thinking about that Shield safe house, and she even calls it out. There's no guarantee anybody was there, so she was attempting to. When she talks about the lesser of two evils, she really does mean it. She was really, honestly, goodness hoping that no one would be in that safe house and that she wasn't giving up anyone. Well, you know what she was saying? She was basically saying, Dantooine. The rebel base is on Dantooine. Oh, this is totally Star Wars. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so after the commercial, we find out what kind of trouble she really is in. And uh, it's not good trouble. It's It's not. It's painful trouble. So, okay. So let's talk about Bobby for this, uh, this act here, because this takes us up to the 30 minute twist as well. But as far as Bobby is concerned in this section, they are telling her that what they're, what they're doing is they're giving her a drug. Let me see if I got this right. They're giving her a drug that makes it so she won't feel anything. Until give, the drug wears off, and they're going no. to cause torture that would be painful, but they're going to get her to a point that is beyond compare, and so they're going to torture her quite a bit, and then as the drug wears off, she will feel everything, and it will be like what happened to Agent 33. And what happened to Agent 33? When the, the procedure wore off on her, she remembered every terrible thing that they did to her. And we keep talking about closure. Ward is pushing Agent 33 to find closure. This is Agent 33 shooting her dog. 
This is Ward shooting his dog. He's giving her this moment to do this to Bobby to get the closure she needs. And I think this is proof here in this scene that she that Ward killed the dog. I was going to say maybe not this that's, scene. That's but, the big thing. We now know Buddy did die. Yeah, that I mean, there's no reason for him to lie to um, Agent Thirty Three about this. I mean, there's no reason to even bring it up if you're going to lie to Agent Thirty Three about. And I keep calling her that instead of Kara, but um, if he's there's no reason for him to lie about the dog. So they want she must admit her sins, and this is where she says, "I made a hard call. I'd make the same one again." The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And so they take these weird needle things and they are shoving them under her fingernails. Now, this does now, not look To make good. this worse, you didn't quite get the drug cocktail okay, right. Let's hear it. There's two things here. Yeah, there were two drugs. Yeah. You, you mentioned one, the anesthetic, uh-huh. so that she can't feel it until it wears off. But the other piece is a paralytic so that she can't fight it. That's right. So she literally can't move her fingers as those needles are going in. She can't fight back against them because her fingers have become rigid and they're unmovable. And so part of this torture is the fact that she knows that this is occurring, but she can't do anything about it. And she knows that eventually it's going to wear off and this is going to build this really is a horrible horrible torture it is it is and every time they come back to it i'm feeling bad like inside i just feel icky well it's good to know you're not pro-torture ben well i mean i am pro-torture it's just you know not to people that i like oh ben (laughs) but anyway that's gonna be a hot mess of feedback right there yeah, yeah no i this is this is upsetting this is stomach turning and honestly, unless you're a psychopath like Ward, I, I don't I don't think you can really watch this and not be affected a little bit emotionally by it. That's what they're going for. Um, now we just <laughs> now there's somebody watches like, well, it didn't really bother me. Is Ben calling me a psychopath? No, I'm not calling you a psychopath. I I think you can get the, what I'm trying to say. I didn't know. But the the point being, this is awful. And I think everyone recognizes that something awful is happening to Bobby. And she is really affected by it. At the end of the episode, this really affects her. But in the middle of this, she is defiant. And so even though we're in the middle of this horrible thing that's making me feel really icky inside and making me feel really, you know, empathetic for her, I'm also cheering for her. I mean, this is one of the first of the, you know, not that I actually did pump my fist in the air. But I will call you it. You did, didn't you? I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm not a real, you know, I'm not a high fiver, fist bumper, fist pumper. But this is the first of of a few fist pumping moments where she just says, "No, I would do it again." And you know what? If I do apologize, it's the torture making me apologize. I don't mean it. It's great. But then we also get some really good – she's using some good psychological warfare here against what Ward is trying to do. And she's saying, you know what? Ward is grooming you. He is molding you just like Bakshi did to you. And he is. I mean he is Garrett to her just as Garrett was to him. Well, and not only is she calling the, playing this card, but Ward's playing his card too where he's trying to make Bobby think that him – and her are the same thing. Both yes. traders in the mm-hmm. camp. 
Colson's got a blind spot to him, you know. Wink, wink, like you and me. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Um, and and we do get that he told her everything about his abusive family, about John Garrett, about killing Hand, but she will always stand with Ward. I will no, not. That'll be a mistake. She will. Oh man! And there's some nice, um, there's some nice symmetry to some of the things that are going on in this in this episode too. So meanwhile. Um, we have, like I said, I made the hard call. I'd make the same one again. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few who might have not even been there at that safe house. Shield wants to attack, and Colson is saying no because we have that one person. We've got people in the field. If we attack, we might get some of our own. And who is some of our own? Some of our own is Sky. <laughs> so. Mac has stayed. We see that he stayed behind. They talk a little bit about the alien thing in the cargo hold, and I'm thinking, finally, we'll get to see what it is and what it does. Well, mm, okay, maybe not. But um, and then we have another, again, more symmetry. Coulson and Cal. Coulson is or Cal is being kept in the cold. Um, it's uncomfortable for him, but is it torture? No. No, Cal accuses him of torture, but torture isn't my thing. Surrender isn't yours. What's going on, buddy? And there's some more great lines. Uh, he killed all those people. But he's curious, how, how did you kill all those people, Cal? And what's Cal's answer? With style. As if he's proud of it. We're going to find out later, though. He's putting a, he's putting a mask on. So, so far, where are you with Cal? What are you thinking here with Cal? I mean, Cal is, this performance is fantastic. It's everything coming together at the same time. We've got my two dads facing off. We do. And really, finally in these scenes, coming to that commonality with the fact that they do care about the same person. Sure, Cal doesn't like Phil to call her Daisy. That's just for him. Mm -hmm. It's like a secret name. But, you know, we can come together. We can unite on this because we've both got big hearts for our daughter. So Coulson leaves and he goes and talks to Simmons and they figure out that other than Captain Rogers, uh, this is an ill-conceived attempt at super strength and other than Captain America... All attempts at super strength have been ill-conceived. And so we've got some setup here. They figure out what's inside there. I'm kind of figuring out where we are, but not quite. You know, what's the what's the end game for Cal? Because he can't get out. When's he going to power up? Well, we're going to find out. But our final thing before we get to our 30-minute twist is Reyna and Jaying. Reyna didn't foresee... The well, Raina has accepted that it's not that she can't follow her dream to lead. She's there to illuminate, and there's this things about you know. Grandma said that I'm an angel. Angels are heralds of, of messages, and even in the darkness, they will see the truth. And Shining says, "Nope, they won't." Let Kills me her. cut your throat now. Yeah, <laughs> Kills her outright. 
and Sky just happens to be there. Dope. Yeah. And she drops the physical metaphor for her decision to stay or not. So we see a physical representation of her turning against her mother when she drops that necklace. The whole necklace thing, I like. And in good writing, uh, you have physical representations of um, psychological or spiritual uh, things that are going on inside your character. This was fairly weak as far as that kind of thing goes. I understand what it was, but I don't quite get, you know, bring this back to me if you choose to stay, you know, or, okay. There's a blue, blue flower at the top of the mountain. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I, the necklace thing doesn't work for me, but the moment does. The moment does. I didn't expect this to happen so soon. I expected Rain to die, you know, maybe the beginning of next season, maybe the end of this episode, but not before the first 30 minutes. That's crazy. You're not at the hands of someone who wasn't Cal. Well, yeah, that too. And, you know, we, we know, we've known since last episode that Jiang, you know, she's not making good choices. And now we're seeing that she's really not making morally good choices. She is much more Cal than Cal was. In my mind, I'm seeing her do these things and I'm thinking, okay, wow. She just crossed the line there. Oh, she just crossed another line. Oh, she's crossing this line without really a second thought. Okay. We're crossing, we're crossing lines that can't, you can't go back. She's bad. She is evil with a capital E V. And I L might as well capitalize the whole word, right? (laughs) Well, if you need to, (laughs) so we come back from a 30 minute twist and here's the mission statement for Jiang. I'm preventing war. I'm protecting them. Shield must be destroyed. You know what? Steve Rogers says about people who try to stop a war before it starts. (laughs) Innocents always are hurt. Yeah. And, man. So that's where Sky's like, you know what? You say you're protecting them, but you're leading them into a war. Sky has a pretty good point. There's a pretty good point there. You know, especially if it could have been avoided, because Sky still believes in her at least her colleagues and comrades in arms. Maybe not the entire S.H.I.E.L.D. team, but definitely Coulson. Yep, she never gives up faith. So in this commercial, or in this act, rather, before we get to the next commercial break, this is pretty much it with Sky and Jiang. But we get to see pretty much all the others. We see Coulson and Cal. And Coulson's playing mind games with Cal. And (laughs) Cal asks for a drink of water. What is this all about? It's really funny, and it's a great moment, but I'm just like, wait a minute, what? And I think that's what it's supposed to do. I don't think there's supposed to be a real good answer for it, but can I have a drink of water? Sure. And then he just pours it over his head. He's in this freezing cold cell, but he pours it over his head and says, ah, yeah, yeah. Like um, he was hot and he needs refreshment. Yeah, and you know what? He is hot. I, I think that the, these are the drugs, now that I think oh, about it. yeah. These are the drugs causing him to be hot, even though he's in the middle of this cold cell. Because I was just thinking, 
That's a little bit odd. And then he wants one to drink. <laughs> That's what gorilla hormones will do to you. Yes. Yes. Last time I took gorilla hormones, it wasn't a good scene. I had shakes and was sweating all night. So anyway, Colson's playing the mind games, but Cal, he, this is a calculated risk that he took by taking these drugs that were incomplete because he goes down. He is out and that is not good. As soon as I saw them put him on the operating table, I'm thinking, ah, this is what he wanted. And then, as soon as they stabbed him with the adrenaline, I realized, oh, that's the missing ingredient. In fact, he even said those words, that that was the missing ingredient. He falls off the table. Daniel, did you go back in time with me? Did you go back in time to 1977, 78, 79, round in there? Where you would have somebody who was just a normal guy and then he would get like picked up and thrown back behind a, a store counter or maybe a, a bar or nope. maybe even a table. And then there would be something, you'd hear some noises and the people who were there were looking at him in astonishment. And then you'd see a hand and it wouldn't look like the guy who fell there. And then you'd see another hand. And then you'd see a really bad wig. And then you'd see he's looking bigger. You know, and he's got prosthetics on his face. Now, it's not him in what I'm talking about from the 70s. It's someone else who has prosthetics on their face. But they use prosthetics to change between actors. Daniel, I was in the 1970s watching a Hulk out from Bill Bixby to Lou Ferrigno. And I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. I have to say, this was a great moment. Another fist-pumping moment. And this was a 30-minute twist at the 45-minute mark. Are you with me? I totally am. Oh, yeah. Oh, Now I am, at least. Well, I mean, I'm definitely... I am getting the Hulk vibe, obviously. I'm and really... The, the Lou Ferrigno vibe at that. I mean, this is a practical effect that's going on. At times, it looks a little silly. He looks a little blonde at times. But overall, it is a very successful effect for what's occurring here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't Hulk him out completely. It's still Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, we get what we need. Uh, we get prosthetic on the face and on the neck, though. Uh, they, they do some things to, to bulk him up a little bit. And, yeah, it was just enough. Now, I did see some someone uh, compare him to Herman Munster <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> but... You know, what can you do? He's now big. He's now lumbering. And he's still crazy, but I almost feel like he's more or uh, rather better spoken than he was before. Almost. Almost. In fact, in a tweet, I called him eloquent 70s Hulk. Because he, he was speaking, you know, I said, eloquent 70s Hulk smash. Is what he was doing. And, and he was. He was tearing through the lab just like a Hulk would tear through a room in the original Incredible Hulk series. So that's where we leave them for that commercial break. Uh, should we, you want to talk about Ward and Bobby uh, or Hunter and May? Because Hunter and hmm. May, they just have a nice little moment where they're talking about Bobby and um, they go on the Quinjet that that Agent 33 kidnapped Bobby on. 
and they see the bullet holes and and hunter at this point is identifying bobby as his girl i mean he even says that's my bob <laughs> and and on the plane he talks about the quinjet he talks about the fact that he he couldn't stand her didn't want anything to do with her and now he can't do anything but think about her and of course this all leads to a spinoff that never occurred but Hunter really is getting to the point where he can forgive Bobby because of this crisis point. Yeah. And he's able to be more real probably with himself about his feelings with Bobby than uh, than he's been able to be for three, four episodes. He's at a he's crisis re- point. Yeah, he's ready to say, hey, girl, <laughs> come home. Yeah, and when we're done with this, she wants to go home. Yeah. Too bad she can't, but... Oh, poor girl. Okay, so... Ward and Bobby, though, this is where you're talking about um, how Ward's... You and I are a lot alike. Help me help her. But then... Oh! Oh, man, the scene! This scene! Daniel, are you excited? Are you tense? Yeah, because Ward's getting a beat down yet again. Well, Ward understandably so believes he has the upper hand here we've got she's in shackles her she's been paralyzed she has things in her fingernails but as he's coming closer and help me help me help her help me bobby help her and she says i've seen the real grant ward and her line delivery oh my goodness her line delivery she slams his head down i don't know how she exactly got her hands out of those cuffs but she's been working at it and was well clearly the paralytics done <laughs> yeah oh it's out it is out of the system and she is out and we get a really exciting fight that is bobby versus ward we know ward is a force to be reckoned with in one-on-one human to human contact and conflict we know that uh, Bobby is a force to be reckoned with. Then Agent Thirty Three comes and joins in the fight. Uh, not as effective, you know, but she does add, you know, a whole, you know, another set of legs and arms to the, to the proceedings, and a gun. She brings a gun to the fight. But it just means more arms and legs to throw through pieces of wall and window. Yeah, yeah. This was an exciting fight. Uh, one of the most exciting fights from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I don't know how it stacks up against, like, Sky's one-take fight that they were doing you know, before that people were really impressed with. But this was a good, exciting, tense fight that ends uh, with Ward breaking her leg. Or at least close to breaking it. That I'm There was a snap. Well, and we know from the end... They mentioned she's going to have to have surgery on her knee. So, I mean, you know, it's she messed up, whatever it yeah. is. And, oh. She's oh. not playing lacrosse tomorrow. No. I almost wanted to call up to the screen, hey, girl, it's okay. But I, I didn't. Oh, I, I would have loved it you. if you'd done a hey, I girl. left that to you. Yeah. But I totally was oh. hey, girling, girling right and left. Oh, but fist pumping again. I do it all again. <laughs> I'd do it all again. And this is where she should have been shot. She should have died. But no, they don't want to kill her. They want to hurt her. 
wound her. They want closure. And so Agent 33 says it isn't right. She's not feeling it. She doesn't even care if she dies. And so Ward says, I know what to do. And we get some really twisted music when he says that. I mean, they're giving music that they they could possibly put over a scene that some sort of horrible torture is happening. But instead, what we're getting is this really twisted music over Ward just saying, I know what to do. It's It's a great moment, great scene. All right. Anything more about that, Daniel? Mm-mm. We get to start speeding along, buddy. We are speeding along. I think we're doing a pretty good clip considering it's a two-hour episode. But we're final act of this episode. And we get the whole Coulson and, and Mr. Hyde now. Uh, we get Hunter and May. They get a, <laughs> find out that the cell phone is on. They call. They call her cell phone. They know it's a trap. Um, and what is the trap that Bobby is in? Man, it's messed up. First person to walk through that door. Pew! Brains everywhere. It's going to give us closure, he says, as he closes the door. See, now that's yeah, a physical metaphor that works for me. We're going to get closure closing the door. Yeah, we're going to get closure by shooting someone in the head, but don't worry, we're not going to see it or actually have confirmation that they actually did die. Uh, they have it on camera, don't they? Well, well, I mean, ABC had some people there. I mean, <laughs> so that's the setup there for Hunter and May. They're coming in for the trap. Um, meanwhile. Uh, Mr. Hyde is smashing everything and talking about his wife. And then he chases Fitz and Simmons. And this is the scene that they are referencing in the cover for the, the, the artwork rather Daniel, the artwork level, level seven art, or what do they call that? Art of level seven, I think is what they call it. Something like that. Where it's posters for each episode. And they did two. Or as I like to call it feature variants. Right. Well, that's just it. The cover for this one with Fitz and Simmons and there's a hand in front of them and it's done in this old school Marvel comic style. Daniel, I would buy that variant. You realize this is about the third one of this year's that you said that about. I know. I don't know if I actually will buy the other two. This one, I will. I mean, I, I, I know I will. As soon as I see it, it is going to be put into my stack of comics in the comic shop but it's a great great image we're using it for our our uh little welcome to level seven artwork for the blog post where where daniel and i are standing on either side of the the poster but um which will be at welcome level seven.com slash s o s without any periods <laughs> so this is that that's what that's referencing is he's chasing them and it's a trap, another trap. This is symmetry all over the place. We have a trap for Hunter and May, and we have a trap for Cal. And so Colson runs his SUV into, into Cal, squeezing in between the car and the wall. And I was reminded of M. Night Shyamalan's movie Signs. And all I could think of was, if you move the car away, she'll die. It's all this holding her... <laughs> Anyway, uh, and so that's how we're going to do some talking there. 
and we're going to get some some conversation between Colson and Cal. Great conversation. Great conversation, and it's working. The head games that Colson started before, it's it's like anti-torture. You know? It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk you down. You know, I'm not going to push your buttons. I'm going to talk you down and say to you, you know what? Your wife's crazy. You're not a monster. Your wife is a monster. And we both want the same thing, and that's to protect your daughter. To protect your daughter. Well, and, and Colson really makes a leap. And I am going to call it a leap of faith that Cal's irrational behavior when it comes to him and to Daisy slash Sky is really not because he's crazy, though he is. It's that he has a big heart, that he is someone who has a lot of love to share and wants to give it, but is doing so inappropriately. (laughs) And then he also straight out calls out, you know, I don't have family. This is Colson. But Sky's the closest I got. She's not my daughter, but she's my family. And again, a mission statement that basically says, I'm not going to make good choices because I am going to stand up for the one. Because she's mine. She's my family. She's my people. She's my community. She's my circle. And I have to look out for her. Yeah. It's a really nice moment. And I I could see. I could see someone saying, ah, like you just said, it's a leap. I could see people saying it's unearned. I could see people saying it's it's not realistic. It doesn't feel real. But to me, it does. I I am with it. And... When, well, we've all we've all seen movies where people make bad decisions over love. Well, uh, not just movies, Daniel. I think a lot of us have made bad decisions because of love. I have made bad decisions because of love, Daniel. Well, I have too. I've got but that love tattoo is also- and it says hot mess for Avery. But <laughs> oh, please no. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a flaming pile. <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember what I was saying now. Um, no, I've made good choices for love too, though. And that's where Colson is basically, he's causing a decision to be made. Are you going to make a good choice for love for Sky and protect her? Or are you going to make these bad choices for love where you're acting as the Trojan horse that has been brought into our midst that's going to kill everyone? You continue to make bad choices. Right. And he's make, he's calculating that the love for the, the righteous love for his daughter is going to outweigh the love for his unrighteous wife. His wife is making him do evil things for love. So does he continue to do evil things or does he try and do good to save his daughter? And, and he straight out calls out and identifies, you've done these evil things, the village, the Chinese village. Cal and mom. That was a note that I had, actually. Was They they is, took him out. Is, it wasn't Hydra. It's Cal and Jiang. They're the ones who took out the village. They are the two monsters. They are the two monsters. And they took out the village for her to allow her to be healed. And before what happened with Whitehall, elders would sacrifice themselves so she could live on, but she would plead with them not to she would scream and she would cry out and it, it, it caused her you know distress yeah but she still grabbed their faces and sucked them dry well 
Yeah. But basically, it comes down to... This is another a great image here. She had a good heart. It was just torn out. And I thought I could, I could fix her. This guy's in danger. So he gets out from the car... There's some cool stuff going on with with the SUV, but he grabs Coulson's collar, lifts him up a little bit, and says, please let me help you. And I want to say that if this is in a regular rotation of a, you know, with not packaged with this other one, that this, this, some of the scene here where he gets out from the car and, you know, you think he's threatening Coulson. I think this might be our tag right here. Please let me help you being the end. Well, we'll find out when it gets played on the DVD. I think on the DVD it'll be still put together. I don't know. They identify it as two parts on my DVR. It is two parts, and they but the opening credits had you know part one directed by so and so, part one written by so and so, part two directed by so and so, part one or part you know what I mean? Yeah, Marissa and Jed they finish it strong as always. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good so, stuff. So now we're in the next episode. Oh, no. Okay, let's go back. Did I miss something? I want to talk a little bit about her plan. It's totally feeling like the inhumanity slash infinity event. Because she's talking about the fact that, you know, people are going to turn into cocoons. And, you know, we're going to find out what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And and this is where they take the boat. This this is where they attack. They have... uh, they're, They're ruthless. It's ruthless. And this is a nice moment, too. Anyone still left fighting below? Well, he's not fighting, but he's suiting up. That's Mac. Great moment for him, too. But they they take the boat, and they've got the evil plan. But this is very, very recently happened in comics when they did the Inhumanity. So did, did it result with people dying? Yeah. Okay. Well, but the ironic thing is a lot of people that died were actually in humans because the cocoons become a almost like a resource, a natural resource. They can be studied. They're superhumans to be harvested. So people jostle the cocoons, mess with the cocoons, and, and people die that way. Now, n- normal human beings, again, I've seen some, quote unquote, be murdered by inhumans enrages and confusion but you know not the same thing as the uh the metal from the diviner okay well they got their evil plan and it's going to cause a lot of people to lose their life if it if it works so we come back to our next episode and Mac rescues Sky, who's in jail. Ah, yes. We used to think the show was called Mac and Cheese, but no, it's Mac and Tremors. It is. You and me, Tremors. And she tries to convince him that not all people are bad, but he does not care about his her (laughs) intentions. Come on, Mac. If all people were bad, you'd be bad. Yeah. So, but he says, I need your skills. This is a nice one. This is a nice moment, too. Uh, No, can't. I have these inhibitors on my on my wrist. That's not the skills I'm looking for. It takes out a laptop. I'm, I'm Welcome a, back, super googly. Yeah, this is nice stuff. Nice stuff. And we have Cal and, and with the Shield people, and they're gonna, you know, they're 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 trusting him. Uh, we have the Inhumans. They're gonna send out the crystals on a Quinjet, 
and it's not just killing people on the boat, but they're going to go and kill people in other shield locations. And this is where we get Lincoln. He's getting his character arc right now. He, I'm concerned. Well I'm on the evil side. Hmm. I'm watching people murder people. That bearded man is this, dead. And really I'm incredibly man. handsome when I put my I'm, eyebrows together like this. I'm going to look thoughtful for a moment and do the Joey who farted thing. I'm doing it right now, Ben, and no one can even see me. Anyway, Lincoln, he's 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 turning, and and we can obviously see where his character arc is going, and it's a good feeling. This is nice. We get a powered individual on the side of the angels, and he'll be around next season. I hope. Well, I, let's be careful when you say angels, because the last angel was on this show got her you know throat slit. So. That's true. But. So Ward and 33, they dialogue together. They're gleeful in their evil plan. Hunter is coming. This is this is my exact notes right here, Daniel. Hunter is coming. Bobby is panicking because if Hunter walks to that door, his head's going to get shot. So Hunter is coming. Bobby is panicking. Daniel is feeling tense. We're all mad, incredibly tense. <laughs> and she's jostling back and forth. I'm getting tweets about it, asking me, is she trying to take the bullet is she trying to get herself in front of it of course she is she's bobby well, she's wonderful what else is she gonna do but there's one thing that did take away from my tenseness what was that the fact that they talked about a spinoff tv show <laughs> yeah although they went places with this that i wasn't expecting them to go because uh, you know we've had characters die before daniel you yeah but, but bring them not back. once with potential spinoff tv shows because again this just came out in the last week that they're not getting it and this has been in the can for a bit true true but all i'm saying is we had the guy die and they based a show around him yeah, and you know the beard i'm sure he's coming back yeah. so anyway uh we come back from commercial and hunter opens a door fake <laughs> gotcha yeah, and then pretty quickly he goes into the real room where she takes the bullet. And this is where the relationships, again, symmetry, the relationships, we, we see the difference. Bobby actually cares about life. And so when she says, I'd do it again, she's doing it again. She's making the hard choice. One life protecting another. One life means more to me than the other one. Hunter's life means more than mine. It's sacrifice. Then we have Agent 33. She takes a bullet too. Because May had a plan. And that plan was to get on a radio and specifically say, don't trust anyone until they've seen my face. Or something like that. But she's saying it to agents who aren't even out there. Don't put your guard down until you see my face. That's what it was. That's what it was. And 33 smiles. Changes the face. Run. I mean, we don't see her change the face because we want it to be a little bit of a surprise. But she runs, sees Ward. We are thinking, oh, we're going to Ward may fight. Nope. Ooh, gut shot. Multiple, multiple gut shots. Not my Melinda. It's not May. She goes down. It's age of 33. Now, as soon as she was shot, it was shocking. It was a moment of, whoa. But it was a good 
it was a good twist and it was a good development. And story-wise, let's be frank, we need someone not on the show who can be May at any time. It's it's best to just go ahead and clear that up instead of making it a reoccurring thing. Well, they could have cleared it up, and I thought this is where they were going. I thought they were going to clear it up by having her see what Bobby did. Because she'd yeah, already said she'd already said this doesn't feel right. And I thought maybe she was saying it doesn't feel right because I'm, you know, not a murderer. Not a murderer. I'm it's like going back to who she was before. That's where I thought they were headed with that. Uh, but no, where they're headed with that is uh, Ward's going to kill her. And then we see them. Ward actually cares. I mean, this puts him into a pretty bad funk. Or what? <laughs> he's, he's drinking again. He is, man. Not that he stopped necessarily, but he's doing more. I, I would say that for what Ward knows about love, this may be the closest thing he has. And he is definitely upset and angry in the new head. Hey, but, hey. Daniel. Sorry. This it, this is the closest he's ever been to anyone since his dog. Poor Buddy. Yeah. He killed Buddy too. He did, and now he's killed Agent 33. So basically if you're close to a ward, just be prepared to die. But let's be fair here, okay? Uh, you know, he can blame Melinda until the cows come home or until the dog comes home. He can blame Dog's her. not coming home. That's true, so he can just keep on blaming her. But the the truth is he killed Agent 33 because he was trying to murder Melinda. I mean, yeah. so they're, they're doing a good job, though, of they're not bringing him back from, from no. that. Uh, they're, bringing, no they're, they're bringing him back, but he has made his choice now. It's, it's over. I mean, he is he's the new head, like you said. Yeah, I mean, so if we just finish him up, I mean, he is, I assume, New Normal Season 3. It is Sky. I mean, it's Coulson versus Ward. It's That's... Hydra versus S.H.I.E.L.D. And the new head of S.H.I.E.L.D. is our boy. Yeah, and the new head of Hydra is our old boy. I mean, yeah, geez. Can you tell it's tiring? <laughs> it's late at night, kids. Yeah, so Bobby is dying. That's not good. She took a bullet. It went through her shoulder, came out her chest. And so, you know, there's lots of organs and stuff in there that are bad news. Um, <laughs> there is important organs yeah, in there. I mean, just for breathing and pumping blood. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, so th- this isn't good. Hunter is really broken up about this. And so you have, again, there's symmetry here. You have Hunter who genuinely cares about Bobby, but Bobby has given her life for him and then you have ward who seems to be broken up about agent 33 but he took her life and you know this is the consequence of being a murdering murderer who murders if you're going to be a murdering murderer who murders you might accidentally murder someone that you don't want to murder like your girlfriend yeah don't murder your girlfriend kids (laughs) No, it, as a service announcement, welcome to level seven. Yeah, and if you want to take it then and pull back a little bit from from that, you know, whoever lives by the sword dies by the sword. Evil begets evil. I mean, there's there's some real consequences coming to Ward for his action, and I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see that he's getting these consequences, but I'm also glad to see that they're taking his character in natural places. 
as it develops from point A to point B to point C. Um, it, it feels right. It feels, when I say it feels right, it feels right from a story and a character arc perspective. Back to the Inhumans, Lincoln's not okay with murder either. But he does not like murder about as much as we don't. Um, and it turns out he has a backstory and a conscience. We don't know but no. let's not tell it to you now. Yeah. Yeah. We know just enough. Jiang helped him, and it sounds like she helped him forcefully in some way or another. But, you know, if we're going to get and into... It wasn't good wherever he was. Not that we're going to talk about it now. No. Uh, Sky and Mac, they're doing their plan. They have to stop the message from being sent or they have to send out another message that will counteract the message that's saying, hey, everybody, come to the um, regular aircraft carrier because the helicarrier is off in Sokovia. Uh, but come to the regular one, all you S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And the one that doesn't fly. Yeah. Now, I, I want to point this out. I... I chuckled a little bit because they went there, but that's uh, Mac's line about moms. Where you know, I thought my mom was bad when she started watching Fox News. That was uh, getting a little political there. Not out of character, though. People say things like that. You know, people have problems with with Fox News. But it, I just thought it was kind of funny that they actually went there, calling out something that kind of brings a little bit too much of a real world thing to it. But yeah. So that happens. There, Mac. I'm liking him. I'm liking him. I wasn't before, whoa, whoa, whoa. but I'm liking like, him. Log it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, Fitz and Coulson, they have made a device that's going to hold Gordon. And that's, this is when May comes in with Bobby and says some lines that were stuck in her head from an old ER script. That was the joke that I said that... Apparently, Clark Joke Grant thought, thought was a little bit funny. So, we actually had a few things tonight that got retweeted a ton, and we've even seen the retweets during this recording. Uh, your phone basically got locked up by retweets. Yep, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that takes us to the next commercial break. I'm, I, we're, we're moving along. I mean. This 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 episode is ten, sending us along on quite a fast clip. Um, we cut to commercial break because uh, Sky is confronted by Lincoln. We come back and Sky is fighting Lincoln and trying to convince him. No, Jiang's bad. <laughs> she kills people. She killed people. She did all this to set up a war. <laughs> and Lincoln says. Do you even hear how crazy that sounds? And I'm just thinking, dude, you're not Gordon Lincoln. You're not blind. You just watched her murder three people in front of you, and it bothered you. I mean, that's the other thing. is It's not just you saw it, and now we need to convince you it's bad. It bothered him. But nah, he's still going to... Uh, he needs something to push him over the edge, and that something is... It's Sky. And it's also Mac hitting him in the back of the head with a saw. A power saw. Yeah. And so this is a nice moment. 
again, I, I keep saying nice moment, but Mac is going to go after the crystals. And all I could think of was he was so condemning of them going down in Puerto Rico and causing Trip to be killed. And he is now about to go and take a last stand to stop them from doing something with those crystals. He's going to go and stop that from happening to anyone else. It, again, a nice moment. There's some nice callbacks, and I'm liking what all of our characters are doing here. Especially Mac. You know what we haven't talked about really in this episode so far? What? They, and they've stopped doing it by now. Where's Gonzalez? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, they figured out by now that he's dead. They, well, they're they, assuming. They know. Well, I th- they are assuming. And, and rumors they are don't know flooding how, through the helicarrier. They well, don't the know how he died. Yeah. They they uh, they assume that the missile strike might have done it, or that they've have hidden the evidence or whatever. But yeah, you're yeah, right. But it's definitely right. a clear and present danger because a director, well, not a director, a board member's down. Yeah. Uh, so Bobby's not doing well. And this is shaken. May May calls Drew to talk about things. That's interesting, right? I just have one giant disappointment with this scene. Okay, I like the fact that they acknowledge that there's things that have been unsaid, and they haven't had a call like this, you know, since that time. You know, a few episodes ago at Baran. Yeah. Brain. Brain. Brain, brain. You know. Tomato, tomato. But what I really needed to see was a shot of his desk panning away, letting us see that that is a picture of May sitting on his desk. It's not a picture of May. It totally is, because otherwise there would be no sexy underwear. It's totally a picture of May. Okay, we'll get to that later. It's not a picture of May. I just need you to admit that that's sexy underwear. We're going to get to that later. All right, so that's a relationship. We got Hunter, man, symmetry. Hunter and Bobby, and that causes May to call Drew. That also causes Simmons to want to talk with Fitz. And she says, "About that time, you remember? You know, we're standing here right now in season two, season finale. And do you remember what you said in the season one season finale to me at the bottom of the ocean?" And Fitz, of course, has the right answer, which is, you really want to talk about this now? Uh, and he says there's nothing to discuss. And she says, with a come-hither smile, maybe there is. And then he yells, we were on a break. <laughs> yeah. And that's when the bass keyboard goes... Burr, 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 burr. So they get the message from Sky... As the Quinjets are coming in, they realize that this is a trap. And so all the other Quinjets are called off. All the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are called off. And I want to know who's in all, who are in all those other jets, you know? Not uh, Hawkeye. Not Black Widow. No, they're not. I mean, they're Avengers now. They're not, they're not S.H.I.E.L.D. really anymore. And this pretty clearly lets us know Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. are not together anymore. They've broken up. They've broken up. And, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is going off and going into hiding now when we get to the end here. But um, so we got some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that were ready to come in. And nope, this is S.H.I.E.L.D. 218. We're going in. We're going to finish this. Everyone peel off. 
So they realize it's a trap because they got the message from Sky. Meanwhile, the Inhumans have realized that there is a message uh, from Sky. And they're going to go ahead and just do this thing. And everyone is either inhuman or they're dead. Nice little... Dun, dun, dun. Oh man. And this is when it gets real. They go on the ship. They learn about the crystals. Cal is going to take care of Xiang. Gordon and Mac, they face off with a great line from Mac. You want to do it? <laughs> so you're so basically, so you're Gordon? Uh-huh. So who are you? I'm the guy who kills Gordon. That's <laughs> so good. It was so good. So good. Mac really has not for a while had these great, great moments. You know, he used to be the best friend and had really awesome moments. And when I heard him say, I'm the guy who who kills Gordon, I'm like, I'm back. But he's not the guy who kills Gordon. No, he's not. No, Turbo but it does was a great that. line. <laughs> oh, man. So then Sky. Fights Jamie Madrox. Is that who that's supposed to be? No. Wait, that's a boy. Because Madrox is a mutant. Is there a character like this who's a girl in the Marvel Universe? Mm, I mean, DC got Multiplex. That, that's a Firestorm villain, right? Yeah. And also a dude. Uh, the, the thing that comes to me is Jamie Madrox is seen in X-Men Last Stand. Well, maybe by MCUing him, they turn him into a... Woman. Well, and Jamie is both a girl name and a boy name. It is. It is. So Sky confronts. Uh, I, I call her multiple woman. So we had dude man and multiple woman. <laughs> uh, multiple woman is able to switch up and just cause other versions of herself to step out of herself, which apparently are controlled by one central body. That's yeah. totally not how it went down in Sky High. Well, but they're able to see, and, and so it's basically you have a one central brain, but the other ones are able to send signals back to her, but act, I don't think they're acting independently. I think she's controlling them all. That's the impression that I'm getting here. Um, but it's pretty bad news. <laughs> it's, it's not a good situation for Sky, but Sky gets a good fight scene again. It's nice. It's good. Uh, we get Cal versus Jiang, you know, who says we can turn this around. We need to stop this. Come on. Um, Mac versus Gordon is a great fight. Really cool. I mean, they, they're using the special effects, and so they can't do too much with it. But, you know, he's got things like him throwing an axe just as he disappears and then reappears and, uh, you know, is able to strike him real quickly and... It's fun, it's big, it's bold, it's awesome, I'm enjoying myself. Mac meets up with the boys who now have the key to catching Gordon, and we learn that it's our a, boy Colson hit 400 in Little League. <laughs> we now also learn... Little League. It's a big boat with bad signage. <laughs> That's what took them so long. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And they're, they're, they use the quantum entanglement trap that they're going to have so just like in ghostbusters yeah yeah so sky with her fight versus multiple woman she's not doing too well at the end of it and that's no. okay i mean she's fighting four five trained fighters 
and they're going to get the upper hand eventually. But May and Lincoln to the rescue. Nice moment for Lincoln. It's, it's good. And so this is our powered individual. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be on our team next next season, uh, or at least he'll be back for you know for some more shenanigans. Are you shipping that, Ben? Uh, Lincoln and Sky. You mean Sklinkin? <laughs> Try better. Link, Link Sky. Skykin. Link days. Days. No, stop. Yes, I, I'm done. You're really bad at this. I don't have anything more to offer. I I don't know if I'm shipping it, but if it happens, it would feel natural. If if Lincoln and Sky would end up having some sort of relationship. So. Um, and this is where May offers to kill Jiang for Sky, but Sky says, "Nope, nope, I've got it. I'll do it. I know what needs to be done." Yeah. So the quantum trap works and keeps him so he can't get away, and so Gordon is stuck with Coulson, Fitz, and Mac, and they're gonna fight. Jiang, meanwhile, is taking crystals with in a, on a Quinjet, and she's going to leave to go. And you know, she she says this war was started years ago when Shield was started to protect the world from people like us. And Sky says, "No, this is about hate. You're a hateful person. You're not good. I, you don't understand me. You never understood me. You don't know what come it's on, like to- mom. Yeah, you never let me." I, I hate you. You're grounded. I hate you even more. You're never going to drive a car again. You're not going to go see that boy. I mean, they didn't get to have those conversations. Yeah, it's just typical mother-daughter stuff. Typical mother-daughter stuff. Like, I thought that you were God's gift to me, but now I'm realizing that you are actually not my, my gift. My lunch. Yeah. You're, you're the gift that I got from having you as a baby because I get to suck your energy and, and bleed you dry of any life. Um Again, just typical mother-daughter stuff. Yeah, and a good sci-fi. Good, good, not sci-fi. A good special effect here with the sucking over dry. Oh, it is nasty. It is. I'm not as concerned about Sky as I was about Bobby, but um, it's a bad moment. It's a bad moment. And when they come back to that, there's some awesome stuff going on. Yes, with the makeup. They come back. She's using her power. I mean, that's that's a given. She's going to use her power. We knew it was going to happen. Uh, she pushes the Quinjet off the aircraft carrier. Oh, you forgot the commercial with the Ant-Man. Which, yeah. Totally sure. missed commercial break where we went to Ant-Man because she doesn't push the Quinjet off until after Ant-Man. We, we did see some more Ant-Man. That was... Which, the, the oldest just is, claims tonight not going to see Ant-Man. Well, that's fine. You don't, it won't cost you as much to watch it then. I'm just saying as this kid gets older, there's been more and more defiance. Wouldn't even go to a lacrosse game this year. Was so angry about something that just a lacrosse game refused to go. Wow. Sorry, Daniel. Um, I don't even know this I, kid anymore. <laughs> all I can say to you is that at least your relationship has not progressed to the point where you're draining her life force from her. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know that. things have gone bad with the... The parent-child relationship when you're sucking life force from their face. Totally going to consider that. Mm, I, I wouldn't use that as a punishment or a consequence. Quite, 
All right, but yeah, she quakes the Quin. She quakes mom. She quakes the Quinjet into the ocean. And as she does so, tears in her eyes. And and this is Chloe Bennett. I mean, she's got the the special effects thing going on, but this is tearing her up because she has to fight her mom. And she's going to have to be the one who kills her mom, and we'll get to what happens soon. Meanwhile, they're fighting multiple women. They win. And this is where Lincoln explains to Mac, be careful, because we're not bad. We're misled. And you know what? I'm down with that. I'm down with that. The Inhumans trusted their leader, and their leader led them astray. Big time. So Fitz accidentally kills Gordon in a fight by holding a thing in just the right place when Gordon pops in from his quantum jumping because he can't leave that square area. It's totally Gordon's fault. He should look before he leaps. You know what? It's an accidental killing. If Gordon wasn't fighting them to try and kill them with the crystals, he wouldn't have died. But Gordon in his hand has has a crystal. And as he dies, it flies through the air, turning ever so gently until it lands into Coulson's hand. And everybody in the room at my place said, you know, it can't affect him because, you know, all that Cree stuff that's in him. I was there. I, I also believe so. Thank goodness he's the one who caught it because I was worried that maybe it was going to break and then Fitz was going to cocoon. One of them, what I thought was going to happen, honestly, it happened in, I'm glad it was slow-mo because you had time to think about what's going to happen. And here's what I thought. It was going to hit. It wasn't going to affect Coulson, but Fitz and Mac would be affected by it. One of them dying. One of them was an inhuman. And let's be blunt. They've already put Fitz on the death list. The moment he has this conversation about that time at the bottom of the ocean, we all thought he was going to die. I didn't. So it made sense. Dude, he wasn't going to get closure. He wasn't going to get closure on that incident at the time at the place when the girl finally confesses feelings for him. Well, it was time for Fitz to die. It was not. Some of us thought. though. it was not. But it also was not time for Mac to die. And I didn't have time for the slow-mo thing to happen, to, to play out. I didn't have time to figure out, wait, which one would they kill off? They can't kill off Mac. Or did they have him do all that heroic stuff? So they, no, they wouldn't kill off Mac. He's a new character that they brought in, and they already killed off Trip, who was a new character that they brought in. No, Trip was from season one, buddy. Oh, Mac, right. Mac could have died. But would they kill but off instead? You know, but no... Then when Coulson starts changing, I'm thinking, wait, they're not going to kill off Coulson. Will they? Won't they? Or is he just going to end up because he has the Kree stuff? And so this is where my mind went. Because he has the Kree stuff inside him. Is he going to have a cocoon event that may or may not give him powers? But because he's got that Kree stuff, he's inhuman enough that it won't affect him. Nope. Axe. Oh, thank heavens. Oh, yeah. Mac, when I need someone to cut my arm off, I'm glad Mac's there. And Daniel. And then the Empire Strikes Back continues. Yes. You tweeted, no, you, you sent a message to Matt and Agent Anderson and I about 
this article that you had seen uh, where they talk about how there's this Empire Strikes Back homage that's going through phase two. And I saw a supercut video that they took all the different people getting their arms chopped off and hands chopped off. And this continues. Uh, I Because I said this, uh, I'm not spoiling anything when I say, it happens in Age of Ultron. There's a hand. It gets cut off. It happens in Iron Man 3. There's a hand. It gets cut off. It happens in Winter Soldier. It happens all over the place in Phase 2. I'm curious about Ant-Man at this point. But it happened here, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 2, which is taking place during Phase 2. It didn't happen... Did it happen on Daredevil? I can't remember. Well, when we are re-watching to record about it this summer, I'm going to be watching for a hand to get cut off. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything about what I do know, but I don't remember any hands getting cut off. But it could have happened. It could have. And I don't think it happened on Agent Carter. By the way, Agent Carter, I'm excited to rewatch just because it's six episodes. Was it six or eight? Eight. Eight. That's a short little commitment there to rewatch that. But Colson's not dead. He's not. He's missing Disabled. a hand, but he's not dead. But, our, but you our know who little... is dead? Gordon? Well, besides Gordon, Jiang. Well, we have mom versus daughter. They're quaking and sucking and quaking and sucking. And pretty much, you know, you know only one's going to walk away. But then dad walks over and he breaks up the fight. And he says, hey, let me do that so you don't have to carry it. And you're kind of thinking, what's he saying to Jiang? But he's not. He's talking to Sky. He is. He's talking to Sky. You don't have to carry the weight of having killed your own mother. Snap, snap. As bones are crunching. This is... I can't tell if it's really well done or really not well done because it was a little it was a little hard to understand what was going on at first. Well, and it felt like things were racing fast, maybe too fast here. He walks in, does some snapping. And I think we're left struggling with trying to figure out what her power is. I mean, as long as her corpse doesn't touch another human living being, is she going to stay dead can she come back is there a time limit on this yeah i just don't know because i think she's dead but she's been dead before so the shield have to tear her body apart or do they just you know if she's she's dead and never has anyone else's life force to pull in doesn't mean she's going to stay dead. So if they bury her deep enough, will she just be dead and never come back? Uh-huh. I don't know. So, but yeah, mom's dead. So then we get the 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 closure for this episode. We well, get and I like to goodbyes. think of this as our beginning of new normal season three. Absolutely, and it is. I looked at the clock when Jiang died, and we're only and we're fifteen minutes away from the end of the hour. There's still a long time to go through. So here's our new normal. Mac. He doesn't trust the, <laughs> the alien things. 
that Coulson has. And so what's Coulson's solution to... You're in charge of the alien things. Yeah. This is... Daniel, this is good leadership skills, right? It's great leadership. And I love it because we see Weaver and Fitzsimmons. They're getting all science bro-y over the Cree thing and what's our guy say? What's Max say now that he's in charge? That We're ain't not opening in that. a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. Strong leadership. Okay. Hey, hey girl. Looks like you're gonna finally get that guy of your dreams. Bobby wants out though, right? She wants out. But it's pretty clear that she's gonna have to go through some major, major, major surgery. And, she and has Hunter's going to be there for her. She has healing and, inside to do, too. Yeah. And they've clearly made up. And, you know, Coulson's got winter, you know, the way this show works. Or maybe fall, you know, spring perhaps, to convince her to do something useful for him in the next season. She's definitely coming back next season, though. Oh, yeah. And, and so is Hunter. Lance Blood's coming back, too. Yeah. And uh, Mac. I mean... These are the three main new characters that were given to us at the beginning of this season, and they're a part of the new normal for next season. It seems like. Yeah. Nice. So Bobby wants out, and May has asked for time off. And, and she's packing her nice things for the time no, off. No, go ahead. Say it. Sexy indoor. She's, she's passing, packing these really nice things for her vacation time well and andrew andrew makes comments about it being personal he's not going to tell colson what's going on almost like he's involved because the pictures of her (laughs) why else is she packing sexy underwear okay i i will say 51 percent that it's probably her thank you and did you notice what locker she was packing from no Locker 33. That's kind of weird. That's totally weird. Yeah. Since 33 was running around with her face. Yeah. I mean, it was her locker, but... I mean, it was May's locker because, you know, she takes the soft things and packs them up that you get the feeling that, you know what? She's actually finding some happiness, finally, again. Uh and is feeling more in touch with her human side and and not forcing that away. But you know what else she's packing? She's packing heat. She's packing heat, literally. So, because you just can't completely remove the warrior side from her. And I wouldn't want to. I'm glad to see May acting, you, you know, taking time to be a normal human with another normal human. If that makes any sense. It makes total sense. But I'm also glad to see her say, you know what? This is a part of me. And so she's not compartmentalizing and saying, oh, it's one or the other. She's trying to say, you know what? It's both. These are parts of who I am. I need to be a whole person. And again, visual metaphors here of what she's putting in the bag. It's almost as if to say what is in her soul, what is in her psyche at that point in time. And it's this these two halves of the same person that are going and doing this. So And let's just go ahead and let's take 
let's take Ward off this list real quick. Okay. And what he what his new normal is. I'm convinced he's season three big bad. He's reconstructing Hydra. He is. He is. <laughs> um, We've name checked a movie. They're all gone. Though again, I list. I don't remember list disappearing. Yeah, and I have to see the movie again still. But uh, maybe he's just gone. I mean, maybe he just ran away. You know, cut off one head, two more rise. Well, he might have been one of those that should be rising in its place, but he's he's taken off and he's never going to be but, seen again. You know, they they say no one's giving orders, and Ward makes it clear. I'm giving the orders now, and we need more men because he needs closure. He says no one's giving orders, not even you. And then Ward makes it very clear, yeah, I can. Yeah. I'm tired of going solo. I need closure. And uh, the one guy, yeah, hail Hydra that. <laughs> and these Hydra line. guys are looking a little bit rougher than some of the ones we had before. Yeah, these are not nice guys. These are I'm not just the sophisticated and cool Hydra. This is the, you know. They're not using Disney cast member hygiene standards. No. Just saying. No. They've got leather, they've got tattoos, they've got spikes, they've got bald heads. I mean, um, Hydra leadership is gone. Normally cut one off, two more rise in its place, and this is cut off all of them. One rises in its place. And who is it? It's Ward. Yeah, I think you're right as far as big bad for next season. And it works. It's a good big bad to have. Uh, it feels actually like a very Whedon big bad to have from what I know of, of different things that happened in Buffy and, and uh, Angel. So. so Cal gets his reward. Cal's going away forever. And he gets, he gets the moments to be the good dad and talk about the best days and, mm-hmm. and really to, to gloat, not gloat, to shine as a parent and say, you know, I imagined you to be perfect. But you're more interesting than that. And he says, there's no Hollywood ending for me, but I came close. I got to see you. And and there's a promise that, you know, even though he's going away and not coming back, and she makes it, he makes it kind of clear, clear, he's not coming back. This guy can still come visit him. And so I'm thinking here, prison. they're imprisoning yeah. him. Yeah. Nope. But. But I do think, and we even debated this a little bit when we watched it tonight. What did we have instead? We have Dr. Winslow. And that's who Cal becomes, veterinarian, just opening his practice. And this Dr. Winslow obviously doesn't have the memories of Cal, doesn't have the memories of Hyde. But he's joyful and he's loving and caring towards the animals that come to see him. And... A mysterious girl comes to say hello, and it's Sky coming to see her dad, who doesn't know that this is his daughter. And there's part of me that says Cal's been given a gift. He was taken to a magical place, thanks to the Tahiti mind-wiping proportions. And he doesn't have to remember the things that he did. He doesn't have to carry the fact that he killed his own wife. He doesn't have to remember the fact that he destroyed an entire village and everyone that lived there. He doesn't have to remember the years of separation and the years of the hunt. And really, Coulson has given him the gift of forgetfulness Mm -hmm. and the ability 
to use the gifts that are intrinsically part of him as a healer and use his emotional compass of love and joy and even a little playfulness that's really an intrinsic part of him and doesn't need to rely on his actual memories of himself. And yeah. so, again, somebody in my, in my house said, this is, you know, this is a torture. This is a horrible thing. I don't think it is. I think Colson's given him well, a he, reward. He's giving him, even though he can't remember that he actually would wanted this kind of life, I think he's giving him a kind of life that he actually did want. He can't remember what he had instead of this life. But the other thing is, this is what Colson offered Ward. This is what Colson said, we'll give you a mind wipe and then make, let you be the man you want to be. Let you be the hero you want to be. This is what they offered Ward. And then this is what they give to him. You can be the man that you think you want to be or think you should have been. And I, I think Cal gets a happy ending here. Yeah, so he doesn't get a Hollywood ending. No. But he does get a happy ending. He gets a happy ending. And Sky, this is the end of that quest for her. She, yeah, she, she started she, out with no parents and kind of seeking her parents. Uh, I didn't expect season two to be the wrap-up for that part of her story arc. But they're putting her through into a different story arc. So what's the new normal for well, Sky? And let's not forget, she still has family. Because dad let her drive the car. Dad had to let her drive the car. Well, he could have done it with him. No, you can't My kids drive yell at me flying, all the time because you, I'm one-handing you it. You can't I mean, drive a flying car with one arm. I, he, Especially if, if it's can a drive shift. a flying car with one arm, it's Colson. Uh, you say if anyone can, I say no one can. And he's totally going to get a hook or something. So something awesome. I, I'm curious because he, he seems to imply that he's going to have something kind of cool. Or he's working on what he's going to have. He's, They're he's working on the specs options. to get the blueprints out of all sorts of things. You yeah, know, got to get one mobile. Yeah, don't have a bus. Got to have a replacement for the bus. But anyway, where's Sky going? And and there might be some debates about this. But I, I have an opinion of where I want them to go. Okay. Well, and here's, I think here's what we know. The internet. I think the internet's got an opinion of what they would call this too. And we might be a little divided. Okay. Here's what we know. First of all, we know that. Colson wants to focus her energies and, and, and what she's doing. We're going to put her in a team that's focused around people with powers. She's willing, but unlike the Avengers who are doing everything that they're doing out in the open, which they could have referenced that movie a bit more with that by talking about how, look what happened with that, you know, with the whole mess of Hulk and Sokovia. But, um, I don't know if they knew exactly that the, that's where the script for Avengers was going to go at the time that they were filming here. But um, S.H.I.E.L.D. has to be anonymous. And Coulson is okay with that. I wonder, though, if we're going back to kind of going off, finding people with powers and, and helping them. If that's the direction we're going to go back into. But, and that team's name will be? Well, you have a name for it. Well, and I so I think the internet they'd like to see it called Secret Avengers. And you know, as you know, I've read the last two volumes of Secret Avengers cover to cover. I, I posted the last issue of Secret Avengers comic file today. The thing about Secret Avengers is Secret Avengers includes Avengers. 
And Sky's quite clear. She's not an Avenger. Right. Uh, I wanted to be Secret Warriors. And the reason I wanted to be Secret Warriors and not Secret Avengers is, you know, Daisy, Sky, Quake, she was tossed from Secret Avengers as a title. <laughs> but the title she was never tossed from was Secret, uh, Secret Warriors. And Secret Warriors really is a Daisy story. It's about Daisy learning to become a leader, learning to control her powers even more, learning what leadership and the cost of leadership meant, and being surrounded by powered people, enhanced people, whatever you're going to call them, that are also attempting to find their way to. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, a team next season and, and recruiting people, you very easily could take the Secret Warriors concept, which was developed by Jonathan Hickman, who's huge with Marvel right at the moment. Who Secret created Wars. Quake, right? Wasn't Quake created for? Uh, did he? That? No, because Secret War by Bendis is where Daisy was created. Oh, okay. But Jonathan Hickman is writing Secret Wars, Secret the War. new Marvel event. Oh. And all the incursion stuff. Okay. So... You so, say but, Secret Warriors, though. Yeah, I love it. Again, you, you could bring people in and out. You can recruit. You can create a, a core team. You give them support. You know what I it, say? It's a lot more immature than a Secret Avengers concept, which, again, Secret Avengers has always got Avengers in it, in the sense of Hawkeye and Black Widow have always been Secret Avengers the last two volumes. You know where I think they should go with this is this should be S.H.I.E.L.D., Right? I mean, wouldn't mm-hmm. that work nicely? I mean, I, I I, think that, yeah, it's great as far as the mission statement of S.H.I.E.L.D. being similar to some of the mission statement for Secret Warriors. But I like it that we're getting a focus on what S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to do. And that it really was. This season was rebuilding S.H.I.E.L.D. And getting us to a point where S.H.I.E.L.D. is reunited, S.H.I.E.L.D. has mended, uh, and S.H.I.E.L.D is an organization now, but it's an anonymous organization. It's a quiet organization. It's a in-the-background organization. It's a secret organization so that in the movie world, you know what? It's quite possible that Rogers and Romanoff don't even know S.H.I.E.L.D. exists or might just hear whispers about something here and there, but it's not a part of their regular everyday world i i like the idea of shield kind of scaling back and just being out there to help people like sky it's nice and it might bring for some might make make for some simpler episodes next season uh unless hydra gets really crazy so then you have a speech from Coulson where he's talking about how things, this is going to happen. This is going to get bigger. It's going to grow, grow Daniel until it's a tidal wave. And what's another phrase you could use when you say something is going to grow a rising tide. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't he say rising tide? It's a rising tide. I, I have bigger problems, which historically, when dangerous weapons payloads have been lost in the ocean, such as, you know, atomic bombs, you, you go find those things. You go retrieve them. So I'm thinking if you've yeah, got a atomic box bombs full of, or um, cosmic cubes. 
you know, Terrigen crystals, perhaps you should go find that box. Well, because it turns out those Terrigen crystals, they're water-soluble. I mean, they, they, they dissolve in water. And that water gets breathed in by fish. And those fish get turned into fish oil. And you know who uses pills. fish oil, Ben? I don't. Senior citizens. They drink their green pop <laughs> to wash down their fish oil pills. Well, all I know is it has omega-3 uh, oils in it. And that's supposed not to be good red, for your not brain. Not omega red. Omega-3. It's, it's supposed to be good for your brain, for your memory, things like that. Also, now in some cases, it's going to probably cause death or superpowers. Yeah, again, coming back to the idea, we're gonna we're gonna see a little bit of an inhumanity here. People cocooning, you know, Hydra and Secret Warriors could be fighting over cocoons. It could be. It could be. I mean, because Reyna saw Sky leading her people. I, I definitely think Boom. Shield Shield will be helping with these people who are now discovering new powers, not just who might happen to have a power. And so they'll be, I think, seeing oh, there's a pattern here. Where what's the pattern? Um, it's, Boom! It's an interesting new normal. Final new normal. Fitz tries to ask Simmons out to eat in our tag scene. He's not very good at it, He's but he does get it off. He, he he does manage to actually ask her to go to a nice restaurant that we wouldn't normally go to, and she's able to realize, oh, he's not just saying, hey, let's have lunch. He's saying, let's have lunch. And so Dinner. he leans and breaks... <laughs> You know, for someone who was the chief engineer of an entire carrier, you really think Mac would know a little bit more about the structural integrity of the things under his command. Uh, not just the things under his command, the things that he doesn't want anyone to open for a thousand years. And it's able to, just by a clumsy, um, embarrassed young man who's asking out a young woman on a date. And oh, he- when you say it like that, it makes total sense. You know, it's cute. He's it's it's one of those hey, uh, cute ask out moment. You know, but he accidentally breaks the hinge or something, or the lock, or the the latch. Something door opens. Simmons is sucked in, and collective gasps across everybody the world. screamed. She pulled in. Oh, oh! She's not gravitron. What happened to our poor Simmons? Is she in another dimension? Is she trapped inside? Is it going to affect her? Is this? I mean, the Kree sent this down, maybe to destroy the Inhumans. Is this going to turn her into an anti-Inhuman? Is she going to come out with powers and be at odds with Sky? We don't know. We don't. We don't. Are there bones from people from the nineteen early 1900s who dug it up originally? And they got sucked in? They've been dead for know. 100 years? We can only speculate 
And now we can only wait. And all we have to tide us over until next season is Ant-Man. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, Daniel. It's done, buddy. Great season. I enjoyed myself almost the entire season. I don't think there was a stinker in the bunch. You know what I found amazing? What? They held a story for 22 episodes. <laughs> it's really one story beginning to end. There's not really a relaxed episode in there. And Even a- Sif, when she came to visit, is tied in because of all the Kree stuff. Yeah, and it's brisk, too. I mean, they they moved quickly, and there was a lot going on. A lot going on. I didn't feel like there was any spinning of wheels that sometimes happens. Um, I just felt like, okay, we're, we're along for the ride. Sure, Joss, who created the show, doesn't want to believe it exists, but he should be proud of it because it's a great show. Yeah, this is good stuff. This is definitely good stuff. I enjoyed myself for this season. Um, I'm glad we're doing the podcast because this is actually the second season here. I might have, I might have put it off. I might have waited. So, again, a rousing success. Thank you, everyone on Agents of Shield. Thank you, cast and crew. Because you're all we, listening, I'm sure. <laughs> or not? We loved what you did here. Yeah. Well, Daniel, the, the place looks nice. Yeah. Uh, we do have one feedback we're going to play, so let's do that real quick. Well, you may have to play a second one. I'm not apparently. playing the second one. He's dying for it. He's begging. That's great. Next time. Shield Field Report. We have to play this one because this one, there's a continuity and chronology involved in this one. And so we're going to play this and and then we're going to to wrap things up. Next episode will be a feedback episode. The episode after that will be Daredevil episode one. Please, if you have feedback about the first episode of Daredevil, please send it in as soon as you can so we can make sure that we put it aside. So this is from Agent Evan. And basically, we're going to find out what happens next in the continuing saga of a man who is fighting Hydra and trying to give his opinion about a TV show at the same time. What does Hydra want with a moon rock, Irons? Ah, Agent Evan, once again you display the short-sightedness of S.H.I.E.L.D. We do not want the moon rock. We want what's inside it. Are you still with us, Agent Ben and Agent Daniel? I realize feedback from freeing the device may have knocked out our signal, but I do hope you are still there. You are not going to want to miss this. Now, who shall I test it on first? Agent Miller, now or never. Right. <laughs> you fools! <laughs> Glad I got this watch back. Director Coulson would kill me if I lost it. Agent Evan, he's getting away. After him! Agent Ben, Agent Daniel, Hydra agent is fleeing the scene with 084 in tow. Request immediate backup. Everyone out of the way! Okay. About last week's episode, Frenemy of My Enemy. I was very surprised that they introduced a redemption arc for Ward. I'm really wondering if they'll go all the way with this. 
if they really will wipe his memories with the Tahiti program. If they go that route, it seems very reminiscent of Siler from Heroes. It'll definitely be interesting to see. I thought we got some great backstory for Cal, and you're absolutely right. It kind of does make you feel bad for him. That's a lot of stairs. Regarding our plot hole dilemma from last week about how did everybody know that Cal's office building was where they were hiding, to me it seemed like Gordon dropped Sky and Cal off in the alley that was right next to the building. We had already seen previously that Hydra was tracking his signature, and so they would probably sweep all the surrounding buildings from that alley. Colson's team, of course, knew where that location was because Hydra knew where it was because Deathlock was with Hydra. And lastly, Bobby and her team knew where it was because Bobby's good like that. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm super pumped this week to see what type of Age of Ultron tie-ins we get to see. I just watched Captain America the Winter Soldier last night and saw a list in the end credits just like you guys have been saying. I'm really hoping we get to see Von Strucker this week, but I won't hold my breath. Oh, hold on just a second, guys. Freeze, Irons! End of the hall, end of the road. You've got nowhere to go. Oh, no. Well, that sounds like a fully charged energy weapon. Indeed it does. Watch out the road! And so Agent Evan is dead, uh, but we appreciate your your calling in. Um, I'm concerned about the masonry of that wall. Oh, yeah, maybe they missed Agent Evan and hit the wall instead. You know, though, he he does make a point, you know, after seeing tonight, they did spend enough time making us feel bad for Cal, to feel for Cal, that tonight really does have a nice little payoff. I feel... Like, the turn is earned with him. I absolutely do. And again, he stole the finale. He really did. I love Clark Gregg, obviously. But, you know, Kyle McLaughlin, Paul Atreides, you, you killed it. Killed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just go and her. sit down and have some, some apple pie. Killed it and killed her. Yeah. All right. Well, Daniel, I mean, it's been good, but... It's been a long night, and I think it's time for us to to get some rest and you know just start diving into some other corners of the MCU after this. So, next episode, feedback episode, lots of emails, lots of uh, voicemails. I should say lots of voicemails, unless you're talking about the kind of lots that you talk about when you're saying like lots of news. So three. I. But, it was more like five and a half. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Um, but like I said before, and this will be the last time I ask for it, but please send us in your, your Daredevil feedback because we cannot wait to start talking about Netflix's Daredevil series. And if you have not had a chance to watch it, my recommendation to you is to go ahead, sign up for the free trial. Cancel it before they charge your card. But sign up for the free trial. Watch Daredevil. If there's anything on Netflix that's worth using your time with the free trial... It's Daredevil. I'm not going to spoil how I feel other than to say watch Daredevil. If you, Do you think are, people should watch Daredevil? If you are a fan of the MCU, watch Daredevil. If you are a fan of good superhero drama, 
watch Daredevil. If you are a fan of good crime drama, watch Daredevil. If you are a fan of good TV, watch Daredevil. So sign up for the free trial, watch those episodes, and well, then maybe cancel. Maybe I won't agree with you. We'll find out. You can try. You can try to not agree with me, but I don't think you'll be able to. You never know. Do you think people should watch like Daredevil? That. Just tell me. Daniel, do you think people should watch Daredevil? Do you? I think uh, if you're an MCU fan, you probably need to check it out. Okay. Well, Daniel, all I have to say to you, my friend, is I'm not sure I'm happy that you haven't left yet or that you agree with me for once. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Level 7. We'd love for you to join the conversation. You can leave us a voicemail at 177-55, the word level, and then the number 7. That's 1-775-553-8357. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level 7. 7 is spelled out. Follow us on Twitter where we are level 7 pod. 7 is spelled out. Or email us directly, feedback at welcome to level 7.com. 7 is spelled out. Visit our website, welcometolevel7.com, for news, reviews, and links to our RSS feeds. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, jsearls.bandcamp.com. And again, thanks for listening. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.fx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction philosophy, learn critical thinking, and more from movie reviews and more at noodle.fx. MX almost made it. Almost. Is this mean post credit now? Well, we're post credit now. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know why there's no post credit, Ben? Why? You know what I have in a few hours? No. Three hours of training. <laughs> really soft music. Is that the hippy dippy music? Hey, hey. What I say in our private messages. I don't want to characterize music incorrectly. It might feel bad. Okay. Well, just saying, but totally. I have a long day of work tomorrow, so I think it's time for us to be done. Good episode, though. Man, his hand. I wonder what it's going to be. <laughs> is it going to be a gun? Is it going to be like Deadshot? Or is it going to be like a hook, like Captain Hook? Or is it just going to be a hand? <sighs> we got all summer. All summer. Robot hand? Maybe the vision will make something for me. Ah, uh, you know, they've got the technology. They fixed up Hawkeye. I wonder if they're going to use that kind of technology on him, on Cole Summer. Whole summer. Yeah, but that's his reminder. So, All right. Talk to you later, man. Later.